0: This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program is now open for agricultural applications. The news came today from the Small Business Administration that the program was now reopened after an infusion of cash from Capitol Hill. That also came with language making farmers, ranchers, and other agricultural businesses eligible for EIDL assistance, the SBA noted. In a statement, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said producers need the same help other American businesses need during the market reaction to the COVID-19 pandemic, and the new authority will make a tremendous difference for America's agricultural community. More on the news in Steve and Steve Davies' story in agripulse.com. A major meatpacker announced lower-than-expected earnings today. Tyson said its second-quarter adjusted earnings dropped 36 percent from last year. The company's CEO noted the unprecedented shift in demand from food service to retail, temporary plant closures, reduced team member attendance, and supply chain volatility brought about by the coronavirus. Tyson says while retail sales have increased, that volume has not made up for lost food service sales. More on the earnings report in our coverage on agripulse.com. The Department of Agriculture also unveiled some assistance for the biofuel sector today. USDA will make available $100 million in grants for activities designed to expand the sales and use of ethanol and biodiesel. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score says the funding will pay dividends for years to come. Renewable Fuels Association CEO Jeff Cooper says the money is important to the long-term future of the ethanol industry and rural America. Producers are having more success in the field than they did this time a year ago. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more.
1: Producers are having a better go at planting this year as they put crops in the ground. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says last week was a good week of planting for the western Corn Belt.
2: And that does include Iowa as well as large parts of Nebraska even extending into parts of the northwestern corn belt, largely open weather, several warm days. And uh, for the states that really made a big jump last week, like Minnesota and Iowa, it was another favorable week for planting progress.
1: However, parts of Missouri through Illinois to Michigan saw cool, wet conditions. Another tough week. Uh,
2: Cool on top of that for producers as you move to the eastern part of the corn belt. So the gulf between rapid planting progress in the west and hampered progress in the east continues to widen as we move through the early part of the planting season.
1: According to today's USDA crop progress report, producers have planted 51 percent of the nation's corn crop as of Sunday. This is compared to 21 percent last year and the five-year average of 39 percent. Producers planted 21 percent of soybeans this past week compared to 5 percent this time last year. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nulli.
0: Finally today, a Republican member of the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee says coronavirus relief is tough to handle financially, but must be done.
3: As far as the overall debt of this country, uh, we were in a lot of debt before COVID-19 ever took place, but we're in a situation where we don't really have a choice. But right now, do what we can to try to make sure our economy doesn't crash and so we're doing everything we can and a lot of it's stuff that we normally would not
0: want to do. That's Alabama Republican Robert Adderholt speaking on this week's AgriPulse open mic. He says the push for 50 billion dollars in additional ag assistance in future coronavirus relief bills should be explored.
3: I don't want to see farmers go out of business because of this so where that number will actually end up being at 50 billion or whatever I don't know. I'm open to let's looking at different options and seeing what we really need. But obviously, I don't want to do anything that's going to put farmers and ranchers and producers out of business and do anything that would cause that to be impacted in a negative way.
0: To hear more from Adderholt, including his thoughts on the broader response to the COVID-19 pandemic and the potential for infrastructure legislation in Congress, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.